This is In the Know for Thursday, January 19, the 19th day of 2023. There are 346 days left in the year. Good morning, MB, guiding you through In the Know at K105 on Litchfield's Country Station, 1039 The Moose, live online at K105.com, via the Apple and Android smartphone app, using the SoundCloud, iTunes, or Spotify podcast, on Facebook, on YouTube, on Twitter, and the hashtag is in the know. Coming up today, we'll update you on the latest news headlines around the community, the county, the commonwealth, the country, that and a whole lot more coming up today here on In the Know. Settling into my left, rolling Mach 9 with her hair on fire, is my beautiful wife, the beautiful girl, it's the Good morning, sweetheart. Good morning. How are you doing? I'm okay. I am reticent to mention this to you because it may foil a Valentine's Day surprise. But with a number of people that know that you love the television show Friends, I'm not, yeah. someone's going to tell you anyway. Brock's has new iconic candy hearts this year called Friends Candy Hearts, and they are stamped with quotes from the what? show like, on a break. How you doing? I love uh, it. Maybe they can get um, a lobster is on there on one. Pivot is it. one. Maybe even they could. I wonder how they would spell Janice's laugh. I don't know. You know, that would be you would need both sides of the conversational mm-hmm. heart and an additional piece of paper to be able to get Janice's <laughs> laugh spelled out. But anyway, so uh, don't, just be surprised if you get a bag of these around uh, Valentine's Day, if you will. Okay, he is a five-time winner of the coveted Ohio News Hawk Award. He's the two-time Silver Sound nominee, covering every corner of the globe. London, Budapest, Rio, Tokyo, and even Litchfield. He's Sam Gormley. And the sports. Morning, Sam. Morning, Al. How you doing? Good. How are you? Not too bad. I saw another news story this morning that kind of reminded me after your sports season ends, you may be looking for an adventure to like bridge the gap between the end of one sports season and the next, the new sports season. How would you like to drive the planter's nutmobile around the country mm. just visiting it's, towns and areas? It's not the same as a wienermobile. Well, that's, that, I'm glad you mentioned that because that I kind of wanted to pose that question. Um, given the choice, would you would you or rather drive the Oscar Wienermobile or the Planters Nutmobile? The Wienermobile, absolutely, without a doubt. Oh, oh yeah, see, I would have thought you would have been more on the peanut train with your peanut love. Oh no, I do love peanut at peanut butter, but I mean the Oscar Mayer one is just so Iconic. much more cool. Yeah, I, I kind of uh, where I landed on the idea was um, I. I don't know. Maybe the Nutmobile was before the Wienermobile as far as it hit the road. It's been out there longer. Maybe, maybe not. I don't know. But it does seem like to me, knowing that the Wienermobile is out there, Mm -hmm. the Nutmobile seems like a not even close second. It seems Mm -hmm. like... It it seems like you're tr- they're trying to copy, mm-hmm. but it doesn't seem as dramatic like the Oscar Wienermobile. You know as soon as you see it. If you see the Planters Nutmobile, it kind of looks like was that just like a really old RV that right. happens to be shaped like a peanut, or is that really the the Nutmobile? So I'm with you all. I think I'm still going with the. I mean, it it leaves something to be desired. It really does. But it does have it. Like kind of like a big septic tank. It really does. <laughs> it's yeah, got that porthole on mm-hmm. the top, and so yeah. I, I don't. So that it just doesn't look very. 
It looks like a combination of RV and family <laughs> vacation gone wrong. Yes, absolutely. You, know? you, you got it. Uh, look for the wind to pick up today. If you're packing a toupee, get ready for it to be flopping around everywhere you go. <laughs> Uh, because we're going to see wind gusts of 50 miles an hour this afternoon. But the wind will lay back down by the evening. So uh, it'll be primarily through the late morning and afternoon hours, and then the wind will lay down. But our temperature will fall behind that uh, front moving through that's bringing our winds. We're going to go from 61 this afternoon to 34 overnight tonight. So we'll see some wind. Today, some drizzle tonight, and then we'll see cloudy tomorrow with a high of 39. Going to be a cold weekend, and then the precipitation moves back in later on Sunday and uh, hangs around a little bit early Monday, then a good chance of precipitation on Tuesday. Then we get a few days off to dry out, but our temperature will, our high temperature will be cold, colder next week with highs only in the 30s from uh, Wednesday on and only in the 40s, Monday and Tuesday. I saw a story this morning. It's kind of interesting. Um, Not a lot of detail to discuss, but it basically was drawing, uh, it's a uh, writer from the Associated Press, drawing uh, contextual assessments between President Biden and leader, Senate uh, Minority Leader Mitch McConnell, And I think that we here in Kentucky don't fully realize how collegial, if you've been in the Senate for a thousand years, like President Biden has and and like Leader McConnell has, like if you, if you add their, if you add their times of service together, I think it equals right at a thousand years, 500, 500 for each of them. You can't work together that long and not be fraternal at some level. And it will be interesting to see the relationship between the two of them in these final two years of Biden's first term or perhaps his only term, depending upon what the party does to do in the in nomination wise. They were together not long ago, well, two weeks ago for the Brent Spence bridge unveiling the president came and McConnell was there. So I think we sometimes think of them being like these big adversaries. I think they're more like Ralph and Sam. Mm-hmm. You know, I think they duke it out during the day, and I think they're collegial at other times would be my guess. We do have an election going on here in Kentucky this uh, upcoming spring involving a whole slew of gubernatorial candidates. One of them is our current attorney general, and he, being Daniel Cameron, said an initiative launched by his office has the potential to become a game changer in fighting human trafficking. The initiative mobilizes communities and landlords to identify and shutter illicit massage businesses that might be enabling um, that might be enabling human trafficking. Last October, the Attorney General's Office of Trafficking and Abuse Prevention and Prosecution launched the Human Trafficking Outreach Prevention and Education Initiative, what they call the Hope Initiative, and the goal is to make Kentucky inoperable for businesses that engage in human trafficking. You know, they specifically mentioned these uh, massage parlors that crop up. And I remember, you know, 20 years ago, you didn't see these hardly anywhere. And now they're pretty common. I mean, you see them around. But I never really considered, I guess it's naivete on my part, but I never really considered those were potential fronts for human trafficking. But now just kind of creating the awareness or places where 
I, I remember within the last few years ago, and this is when Governor Bashir was still Attorney General, one of the things that he did was to try and put signage up in places like truck stops and rest areas and areas where people <laughs> could be easily trafficked and then thrown into a vehicle and then, you know, on a highway at 80 miles an hour and suddenly they're two or three states away. But I find this to be um, interesting on how much attention that this is getting to try and curb this problem. Ralph Alvarado, former now former Kentucky State Senator, has been sworn in to office as the 15th commissioner of the Tennessee Department of Health by Governor Bill Lee during a ceremony in Nashville. We knew for a while that uh, this was going to take place and it was going to create a vacancy. He's been a practicing physician for 28 years. In 2014, he became the first Hispanic member elected to the Kentucky General Assembly where he represented Kentucky's 28th Senate District. I'm not sure if they're having a, I guess they'll do an appointment and then do a special election, but uh, I'm not sure how that's likely to take place. But, you know, his move, him moving away as a physician from a committee standpoint has kind of enabled State Senator Steve Meredith to move over a chair and lead some of the things that Dr. Alvarado was leading because of his expertise as a physician. Then you get another guy who knows quite a bit about health care, too. And so there will be a little bit of a shift in uh, in that as they fill that vacancy in the state Senate. This uh, odd headline, a woman has been arrested after she sold heroin to a man who died in a bathroom of a Waffle House. The Richmond Police Department arrested 33-year-old Amanda Hornsby of Richmond on Monday and charged her with second-degree manslaughter and trafficking in a controlled substance. The uh, reports are say that uh, on Monday, Richmond police responded to a Waffle House in Richmond uh, on Eastern Bypass after Carl Edwards was found deceased in the bathroom of the restaurant. Further investigations showed that he died of a heroin overdose. Traces of the drug were found in the bathroom. The investigation led to Hornsby, who authorities said sold the heroin to Edwards at the restaurant. Sounds like a typical <laughs> Tuesday there. Yeah, it's... I, I, I don't know. So so many questions and, and also just so just sad. Mm-hmm. Uh, people are reduced to that state. State police are investigating the death of a woman who was found in the back of a car that led officers on a police chase along I-75 yesterday morning. A state trooper noticed a car driving in a careless manner along the interstate in Madison County around 10 a.m., pulled the car over. And as they approached the vehicle, it sped away. State police pursued the car southbound on I-75 into Laurel County. They struck two police state cruisers, uh, two state police cruisers in Laurel County, before the vehicle was stopped. And a driver, a man, was taken into custody. Police looked in the car and found the body of a deceased woman in the back seat. Well, now you know why he was running. Yeah, and again, another. What? I I don't know. These things are going on around us. You just never know what you're going to run into. You're out just minding mm-hmm. your own business, and I mean, imagine, think about it, Sam. You're driving down the high, driving down I-75, right? And say you're going to Smoky Mountains, mm-hmm. right? You're going for a getaway, and there could be a car right next to you, and there's a dead body in the trunk. Mm-hmm. It's hard to believe. The Louisville Orchestra announced yesterday it will embark upon a two-year musical journey across Kentucky, beginning in May, playing for audiences as part of what's called In Harmony, the Commonwealth Tour of the Louisville Orchestra. Now, the reason I mention it is, one, it's a novel idea to go from coast to coast, if you will, of of Kentucky. 
with the Louisville Orchestra, which would be Kentucky's premier orchestra. But more specifically, the reason that I mention is one of these tour stops, Yo-Yo Ma, the famous cellist, is going to be have a residency with the Louisville Orchestra for a brief period of time. And one of their performances will be in Mammoth Cave. Is it in the park wow. or no, in the cave? No, it's in the cave. I, I had the same question when I saw the headline thought, last night. I thought they were just doing it in the park and they were going to make it feel like that they were actually... Nope. In the cave. And I'm thinking, how, yeah, how, how that would be awesome. Yeah. What, in Fat Man's Misery? It's going to be hard to get the bassoon through there, uh-huh. through Fat Man's Misery. Um, the tuba. Or the tuba, or the timpani, or the... But no, they have that you know that grand room down there mm. that I presume they can get stuff in and out of. But the acoustics in there will just be tremendous. And so, but for Yo-Yo Ma, like Yo-Yo Ma to come to Kentucky Mm -hmm. and sit with the Louisville Orchestra and play in Mammoth Cave, that's going to be a hard ticket. I would go. Yeah. I'm claustrophobic and I would go. (laughs) I did got, I was thinking, like, I haven't been in Mammoth Cave since I was in elementary school. Mm -hmm. I've been been to Mammoth Cave, but I haven't been in Mammoth Cave. I've been in it once. Were you in elementary school? Mm, For like freshman year of high school. Okay, well, not far from elementary school. Or sophomore, something like that. You were just Still young. two or three years removed mm-hmm. from it. Uh, Northern Kentucky University has named an interim president. Her name is Bonita Brown. And the only reason I wondered is, did you, like, grow up next door to her or something, Sam? Does she no. live on your street? No, but I have Northern heard, Kentucky? I mean, I have a friend who works for Northern, and they're, they're in some trouble, I think, they as are. far as I think that they're happy to see the old guy go. Grayson County's new football district has been finalized by the KHSAA, and I guess they avoided uh, a really bad thing and ended up with a not-so-bad thing, but it is remarkable to me in the way that this all sort of transpired within Mm -hmm. a matter of uh, a couple of days. So the Cougars will be slated in Class 5A District 4, along with Bullet Central, North Bullet, Seneca, and Moore High School. Mm-hmm. But they were going to be paired with who, Sam? Bowling Green, South Warren, Greenwood, and Ohio County. Okay. So, uh, powers that be new, uh, we don't want back in that district. We've been in that district before, and that's a murderer's row. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you, you already had teams in Bowling Green trying to get out of that district too mm-hmm. you know you had teams are like i oh, don't we don't move us wherever you have to we don't want to be in the same district with our crosstown rivals so there was a lot of lobbying going on back and forth but correct me if i'm wrong i've I followed along with the tweets was part of the justification in lobbying the khsaa on behalf of us i would say us being grayson county was part of the lobbying that transportation costs would be more of a burden if we were in the Bowling Green District? Not than costs. The, not costs? Uh, their, Logistics? Their argument was is that the roads of the West Kentucky Parkway and 65 are a lot easier to drive than the roads to the, the roads to <laughs> <laughs> Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and I think they were just hoping that they could... Pull a fast one on them, hey, and they did. But hey, and then and hey, then they also you went can't on kid to a say, kidder, like I, I mean, would have done the same thing. And I like it. But. I'm not saying this in in this is all open records too. You can go and you can read the 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 email that the Grayson County High School sent the KHSCA. They also said, "Listen, we're going to be honest. 
our participation numbers probably will not be great if you have to play the next four years where you know mm-hmm. you, you're guaranteed to almost have three of your four district games, three of them will be running clocks. Yeah. Yeah, and or, I mean, and that that was absolutely well one of the things that they they said, and it was just kind of like, uh, hey, mm-hmm. we uh, we we got to do whatever we can, and I I, I give <laughs> I give the props. I think it was one of those things that they said. What's the worst thing they say? Uh, no, yeah, the worst and thing they, they can say is mm-hmm. no, which they were already. They would put you in that district they were going to put you in anyway if they were saying no. And now you're in a district where you have a shot at potentially winning uh, it. That's absolutely. And, and you want to know the even better part is so now that how they're doing the playoffs, it's doing cross district bracketing. Mm-hmm. So meaning that Grayson County will be paired with district number three, which is no Bowling Green, South Warren or Owensboro either. So technically they wouldn't have to play one of those teams. Big city schools. Until the region championship game, if okay. they'd make it that far. Now that other district does include Fairdale, Louisville Butler. So, I mean, there's some good, good, good teams there, but. Even in Louisville, when you take all of the athletes in Louisville and you you fractionalize them across all of the biggest schools, mm-hmm. you know. So if you if you if you're a D one player, you're going to find your way to Mail, or you're going to find your way to Trinity, or you're going to find you say next, you're going to find your way yeah. there. And then Seneca ends up with the also Rams. Mm-hmm. Moore ends up with now, the also Rams. Seneca last year was did only lose one game. Uh, until okay. the, so they went I think nine and one in the regular season so that's a, I mean it's a it's not like this is we're playing you know as Ryan Lemon would say poop state four times right <laughs> uh, I mean it's it's still going to be some tough games uh, mm-hmm. there's no doubt but I think that the best part about it is that really I don't think out of these five teams there's not an Owensboro right but at the same time there's not a poop state. Where it's that team's easily going zero and four, like there has been in some districts in the past that Grayson County's been in. I really think that next year you could probably play this district. You know, if there's five teams, you could play it twenty five times, and it would be a different result every single time. It looks like a pretty good district. To I me, like, I know? like it, and I think it's good. And I mean, really, if we're, if we're being honest, as far as uh, distance wise, I mean, it's. What to get to Bullet County? It's you know fifty minutes. Yeah, to get to Bowling Green, it's an hour. So well, especially go on the south to get to South Warren, you got to go around the long way. Mm-hmm. So that's and about one hour be, and ten minutes. It's going to be longer than that. Yes, but it was still like a mileage thing. I was like, mm-hmm. eh, okay, no, and, they, and there you know. there was is that it's easier to drive the Parkway in sixty five than it is to drive. Okay, but let's just road. acknowledge football team excused after lunch on Fridays next year. Well, it's only an hour. Gotta leave an hour early. Now, the, the one thing that that is gonna maybe get interesting is Eastern Time Zone. That's what I meant. Mm-hmm. You got you got to lose that hour, so which that means you is gotta... not fun to broadcasters either, no, because trying not. to figure out is that schedule in Central or Eastern or. Exactly. Got to get to a break. We'll come back. Barry Williams from ECTC Litchfield is here. Going to get to reacquainted, find out what's happening in 2023 at ECTC Litchfield. That's coming up here on In the Know. <laughs> Today is Popcorn Day. It is Tin Can Day today. And it is Get to Know Your Customers Day. Those are the three things we're celebrating today. It's also the day we say good morning. And welcome back to Barry Williams from ECTC Litchfield Campus. He's a member of the faculty. He's what I call the Swiss Army Knife of uh, faculty members. He does lots of different things, including help us learn more about what's happening at ECTC Litchfield. Good morning. Welcome back. Hey, good morning. Glad to be back. You know, we got one of those uh, bins of popcorn for Christmas this year from my grandmother, so we can kill like three birds. 
birds with one stone. It's like <laughs> it's in customer service can. where it was bought, and it's three varieties of popcorn mm-hmm. in a tin can. You know, and we always like go through one. There's like three sections of popcorn, and you always go through one, and there's like something left. And for whatever reason, we always leave like the cheddar cheese popcorn for last. The I'm cheddar sure cheese that is last. Yeah, I don't, I don't know why that is. Well, that would probably be my go-to. Probably I would get rid of it first and leave the caramel corn behind. I am glad you mentioned that. Oh, I was about to ask you what has been happening on some of the latest episodes of uh, Girl Dad USA, because you are the consummate girl dad, are you not? Uh, indeed I am. So it is uh, my, my youngest daughter, Eleanor. She is in kindergarten at Heritage Christian Academy in Hopkinsville, and this is Spirit Week. So today is Dress Your Favorite Holiday. So she is dressed like a Valentine's Day princess. And, and But I've got to tell you a story. This is sort of like a PSA for all your listeners out there. Okay. You know, uh, Grayson County, I'm sure, has a Spirit Week with a pepper alley. It's this, so. week. Yep. this week. It is this week. It's homecoming okay. this week, yep. So, you know, my advice is always have a spare change of normal clothes with you <laughs> because it's a true story. It's it's tragic, but I was told by a comedian once that comedy is just tragedy plus distance. So at a school in Christian County where I'm from, they had a spirit week, and one of the days was mix, mismatch day. So one of the teachers was all in. So he had mismatched shoes, pants that clashed with his shirt, just this ridiculous ensemble of clothes. Even his socks didn't match. Well, guess what happened? While he was at work, a house fire. So his house burned to the ground. He lost all of his clothes. And and so the only clothes he had to his name was a mismatched pair of shoes, socks, and pants and shirts oh, that no. clashed. So, I mean, it's like you can't help but let you feel so awful for the guy, but you also can't help but laugh. And so uh, the community band together, and I think they got that fella a, a decent closet of clothes. So. so that's why you should have your PSA is have a pair and a spare. Absolutely. Have you a know, pair and a spare. The British have an air and a spare. <laughs> you need to have a pair and a spare Absolutely. just to make sure – you can avoid tragedy. Well, it's, it's good to see you. I know I was. we mentioned Grayson County High School. Uh, even though Grayson County High School operates on a trimester, there's still something about that holiday break that when you come back in the month of Jan- January, if you tippy-toe just a little bit, the seniors can see graduation day. And really, this next four months is a frenzy that goes by in an instant, but part of what they do, they do, they do senior tea, they do, you know, lots of different things building up to graduation. But some of the things they do are also consult with uh, you and your fellow faculty members and guidance and advisors to kind of figure out what next steps look like for them. What do they do during this period coming up? Well, you know, hopefully they're starting to think about their, their future in higher education. And, and, you know, I think a lot of them begin with robust plans. They want to go to UK or U of L or even WKU. But, but I really hope that they, that they, you know, it's sort of like the, the guy that goes fishing. If you re- if you got a fish to eat, you have a bunch of lines and you cast them and whichever fish bites you, that's the one you draw up. So, so right now, hopefully they're applying for scholarships right now. We are, um, uh, uh, the scholarship process is going on, and 48 students from Grayson County High School have already completed their application. We've got about 30 left. And, and parents, grandparents, family members, if you've got a student at Grayson County High School uh, or even in some of the surrounding counties in, in Breck or, or Hardin, whatever, um, go ahead and start that application process. I always tell people, you know, scholarships is uh, is free money, and what you get, you get. It, it. Whatever you have above and beyond your tuition is yours to spend for books, for car insurance, car payments, whatever 
you need. So that process is going on now. Um, we've also got a senior event coming up in early March, which, I mean, we're already almost done with January. It'll be here before you know yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. So that event is coming up, and we're going to invite the seniors from Grace County High School. They'll come. Usually we feed them, and we give them sort of an orientation to the college. They get a chance to meet some of the professors, uh, some of the staff, and start to build those relationships. You know, we we really are big at the ECTC Litchfield campus of keeping the community and community college and building these relationships with these kids. I mean, it's not very long before Cindy and Bobby are on a first-name basis with some of these kids. And, and bringing them in there. And, and a lot of these kids, it's, it's what they need is somebody in their court rooting for them and, and encouraging them to, to be successful. So scholarships and, and registering for classes going on right now. I think there are – I think the story gets told or they finally come to this realization uh, because there's enough history that has taken place that they can kind of see, oh, well, this is an advantage that I had that other people didn't have. When I was a student, uh, there were a few there were a few classes through ECTC, then ECC, that were you know were being held at the middle school or what have you. But you know they were kind of few and far between. They were gen ed types of things. But you basically to get a, an education, a college education, you had to leave Grayson County at least by a few miles in order to do it. And if you were had to leave by a few miles anyway, <clears throat> excuse me, the incentive was just to go to Bowling Green or go to Louisville or go to Lexington or go to Richmond or go to Murray. So you were sort of gone. And that these days is a very expensive proposition. You said you'd like to put the community in community and technical college. I, even though it's not in the title, the word affordable is what I hear in ECTC because you can accomplish so much into in a couple of years locally and save a fortune. Talk to somebody that's carrying a huge amount of student loans right now that went to a four or five year school and they've got this huge balance that they can't retire that you can stay at home affordably and accomplish much of what you need to before having to leave the market. Absolutely. It's the best of both worlds. You're getting good quality education for an affordable price. And hey, listen, a lot of the time that we spend behind the scenes when we're not in classrooms teaching, what we're doing is we're looking at assessments. We're looking at programs and plans and trying to find the best way of, of helping students be successful. And, and you know, it, it, it's it, even if that four-year degree is the eventuality, if you know you need a bachelor's or a master's, then you can take advantage of the 2 plus 2 programs that we have. You get the associates at an affordable price, and you can either enter directly into the job market, especially with some of our certificates and AAS programs, or you can then take that associates and, and you can go to Western. I mean, you can get your associates here at ECTC Litchfield, and then you can go to uh, main campus in E-Town, and because of the partnership we have with Western, you can get your elementary ed degree. You know, mm-hmm. I was advising a student uh, just a few weeks ago that that was a, a plan that she was considering. And so that's just an awesome opportunity that 10 years ago, 15 years ago, was it was impossible. So did I, and I want to make sure I heard that correctly, uh, because I think it's a neat story to tell. Are you telling me that you can graduate from WKU in elementary education without ever going to Bowling Green? I believe that's correct. Interesting. Yeah. That's, I mean, that's that's a complete and total shift, you know, in the way that it, uh, that it, and even if we're not quite there, we're almost there because it's the geography 
philosophy of it has been has been eliminated. Uh, we're about ten days in to the new eight week advantage. I think you all started around January the ninth. Uh, something like that, and here we are on the on the 19th. And so with that uh, wave crashing up on the beach, we adjust our horizon back into, what, March 13th is the next good onboarding opportunity? Right, yeah, March 13th. So, you know, one of the cool things about the eight-week advantage is it gives you a second chance. If things just don't go well the first eight weeks, you can take the take a class in the second eight weeks. And we have already had that happen with some students. They they signed up for an online class and they're a week into it. And that's when they realize online learning is not for me. <laughs> so mm, yeah. that gives them time to say, hey, let's switch this to a face-to-face class. And the good news is by the end of the semester, they're still finishing by with the full-time hours that they need to satisfy fi- financial aid requirements. You know, a lot of a lot of students don't realize that if you if you start full time and you're getting financial aid based on a full time obligation and you drop or withdraw from a class and it drops you below that full time status, then by the end of the semester you may have to pay money back. And and that's not an ECTC thing. That that's just a college thing. I mean, it doesn't matter where you're going if you're relying on financial aid and you dip below that 15 or 12 hours, whatever, wherever your school, whatever they consider full-time status, you you may have to pay some money back uh, by the end of that semester. And and I don't know what college students are like today, but I know what it was like when I was a college student. It was ramen noodles and Tostino's pizzas. That was that was a delicacy. That was our budget when Ra- I was a student. Ramen is a staple of, oh, the, yeah. uh, of the college student. I, we've mentioned it just uh, at the 20,000-foot view uh, a couple of times that you've been here about the upcoming expansion of the ECTC Litchfield campus, and I know it's a very exciting time, but every day that passes, you get closer to that becoming a reality, and there are many, many moving parts to accomplish that. Where are you in that process? What are the discussions like right now internally that are helping shape what that expansion might look like? Well, right now we are in the the planning and development phase. So we are going to be discussing exactly what all this facility is going to offer. And, uh, you know, we'll, we'll start off with sort of like our wish list. You know, what would we love to see here? And I would encourage the community to chime in with this. What is What are some things that the community would like to see this campus um, offer, uh, facilities that it might have? You know, one thing that we get to do that uh, I, I don't know how well publicized it is, but, you know, if, if Bell Cheese needs to come in and do a training, often they will – uh, request some classroom space. And so they come in and they will do, you know, two days of training. Uh, we've partnered with Grayson County Alliance to do some things. Um, so, you know, we, we open the doors to industry, but of course we're a small space, which means if you've got uh, a group that's coming in there uh, from Plasticon or wherever, and they're using some rooms for some training and development, well, that's two less classrooms that we have. So we'll be adding some instructional space, some office space, and hopefully some space that we can use uh, to the advantage of of the community. So, if anybody has any input or any ideas, come by the office, give us a call, send us an email, let us know what you'd like to see that campus offer. You just mentioned Grayson County Alliance, and of course, our uh, dear friend Colonel Debbie Childress. Uh, you do call her Colonel when you see her. I want to make sure you don't make the mistake. You just call her Miss Debbie, or she, you got to salute her. Got it. Okay. She's a Kentucky Colonel. I, did. I, I have it on good authority that her artwork is on display on campus right now 
she's big. You know, they the alliance helps with the art in the park. So she's you know very passionate about that. They have their empty bowls program coming up here in just a few weeks, which is a very artistic thing. But also, I saw a photograph of her in the hallways on campus with her artwork. It's also her birthday today. So, it's her birthday. Well, it, uh, it is. that is so, awesome. So, yeah. I, I'll have to wish her a happy birthday. I. I I have not been saluting her, calling her the colonel. I'm going to have to do that. It's a, it's it's a good thing you haven't gotten a demerit. <laughs> she's been give, she's been very gracious in not giving you a demerit. I salute her every time I see her, but you do you, Barry. That's a, you know it'll be it'll be just fine. Okay, so again, recap. Early March is when you are planning your event for high school seniors. You'll have them on campus and sort of guide them through the process. Scholarships are currently open. You said you got about 30 more that uh, are happening this week or so. Right, right. Come on in and apply. What have you got to lose? Worst you can be told is no. And and if I want to hit that March 13th on-ramp for the next eight-week advantage, what's what's my first move? First moves, come in and schedule an advising appointment. Be careful. Don't just come in thinking, I'm going to get advised. We're very busy with students, and there's only a handful of us that can't advise. You're better off calling, making an appointment, uh, but and come in early. I mean, otherwise, the classes you may need or may want will will fill up fast on you. All right. Say hey to, hey to Bobby and hey to Cindy and hey to everybody. Absolutely. At will do. It's good to see you, Barry. Thanks hey, for coming in. Thanks for having me. See you again real soon. That's Barry Williams from ECTC Litchfield Campus. Going to get to a break. Come back with more here on In the Know. A thousand proof. Don't change the truth. I doubt you sing. I can't Did you know? Sponges can hold more cold water than warm water. No. Or I hot water. They can hold a lot of germs. Yeah. But... Are the molecules in hot water like bigger? Or something is, is hot water fatter than cold water? That what? I don't I don't understand the. We just had a professor here. It's well, he's not a science professor. I thought he's a professor of all. <laughs> I did call him the Swiss Army knife, didn't you I? Did. So <laughs> I could have posed the question to him, but he would have probably looked at me funny, like uh, you shouldn't have asked me that. Uh, why did you giggle at me and almost spit out your tea? I just, I just did. Okay. All right. It is not often. It typically, there's, um, you know, I, I, I consume CBS uh, this morning. And typically, the young lady next to me doesn't pay any attention to it. Except I did notice yesterday or day before on Anthony Mason's piece on the new inductees to the Songwriter Hall of Fame I did notice that it captivated that her attention was captured by that piece because, in addition to uh, Sade and Gloria Estefan, one uh, Calvin Broadus, Snoop Dogg, is getting into the Songwriters Hall of Fame as a 2023 inductee. You must admit that you did pay attention to that, I didn't you? I turned off the blow dryer to watch that, and the next one right after him was Taylor Swift, so I cranked my... Oh, I missed that part. Oh, uh, yeah, so the, the blow dryer went back on high. T-Swizzle was next yep. after after mm-hmm. Snoop Dogg? I didn't realize that. Uh, they yep. did lead in with Gloria Stefan, and then I saw that shot A smooth operator was in there as well. We, uh, when you're kids, and sometimes we we do this with Alea, she likes to cross her eyes, and some you know we say don't do that, you know they'll get stuck that way, or you know the old adage was if you cross your eyes and then somebody hits, hits you, you on the back, the back and then they'll <laughs> they're stuck, and you know we always try convincing uh, kids of, of that. Well, uh, similarly. Austin Butler, who played Elvis, 
he spent a bunch of time in the Boz Luhrmann movie. You know, he was on the Golden Globes a couple of weeks ago. People kind of knocked on him a little bit like he's talking like Elvis still. Mm-hmm. Well, his voice, his his voice acting coach is defending his Elvis accent that says that he studied it so much and so hard and became mm-hmm. that character for so long. His his voice has evolved into being parts of what it used to be and parts Elvis. So he did the voice so much it got stuck that way. I mean, that well. happens to people. I mean, if it's if you went and you moved to a different area of the country, over time you'd start to get a little bit of the twang in your voice mm-hmm. of whatever area of the... I mean, like my, my aunt, they lived in South Africa, and she lived there for a long time, and she has the South African accent, even though she's an American. So it's kind of that same realm. Really? Uh-huh. That's interesting. Oh, yeah. She, if, you would, if you would meet her and not have any ideas to where she's from, you would think she was not an American. That's neat. Because you just get used to hearing the pronunciation mm-hmm. of things. And I even, you know, like the other day, I, I we laughed at our house about how... Um, in Great Britain, they say zebra mm-hmm. instead of zebra. She, she will she will call it a zebra. Yeah, absolutely. And, and so it just Love it. or it, how I am intentional about oftentimes saying controversy mm-hmm. instead of controversy or aluminium you know, instead water, of aluminum. Water. Walter. Water. What? Oh, water. Yeah. Water. So anyway, there. I I mean, I I do get it, but it's no different. Than growing up, really, in an area where it's not and right and, like, all this really mm-hmm. – su- but to have elocution and articulation and being – we, we all change ourselves in that way. As, like, I don't say five, but I don't say five. Mm-hmm. I say five. Mm-hmm. You know, and so we're – depending upon what you <laughs> choose to do. So it was a choice that Austin Butler made, and people are kind of knocking on him <laughs> a little bit. But I did think it was funny, you know, he – are we glad Tom Hanks didn't get stuck as Forrest Gump? Mm-hmm. I mean, I love it, but I don't know that I want to hear Tom <laughs> Hanks as Forrest Gump every See, day for the rest of our there's lives. There's a good example of it. I didn't know Rollinese was. was. Rollinese. Huh. Rollinese. Okay. All right. I'm not sure how to speak that. It seemed like that should have three E's in it instead of uh, just two. But Rollin, uh, Rollinese? Maybe it's Rollinese. Maybe that's how they say it. <laughs> I think we're going to need a pronunciation. Yeah, key. really. New update: uh, George Michael's estate denies that they've approved of a rumored biopic. Do we need this? I think it would be good. I think I would enjoy a George Michael biopic. There's so many more that I mean. I feel like there's a lot more musicians that we could do ahead of him, though. I can't tell you how much I like the Bohemian Rhapsody movie. Uh-huh. It's so good. Like the, he did such a good job as Freddie Mercury. I mean, but we really haven't one, had one on, like, the Beatles, have we? I mean, I know that they had the the one that was, he wrote all the songs. I forget what it was called. Um, but that wasn't a biopic. Yeah. It seems like there's just been so much Beatles content, I guess, uh-huh. in my mind. I'm thinking, are we missing one of these? I don't know. But uh, similarly, Michael, a Michael Jackson biopic, is in the works from the Training Day director. Who plays it? I was going to say that would be an impo- nearly impossible to cast. I would, I would imagine. Like I think you can emulate him. What about his dance style? I think you can emulate him the way you look, but capturing that persona. Talk about El- you know maybe Austin Butler. 
maybe Austin Butler should study how Michael Jackson sounds, and then he'll get stuck <laughs> sounding like Elvis plus Michael Jackson. Bruno Mars? Maybe. Um, I, I mean, I, I, I guess that's certainly a possibility, but it will be interesting when they cast that. My guess is, for the same reason they didn't cast Harry Styles in something, Harry Styles. He was going to be Elvis. Was he going to be Elvis? And that's the thing. You couldn't get past Harry Styles and go, that's Harry, right. that's Elvis. But Austin Bruno. Butler, you didn't know who he was. So you thought, well, that's, right. that's Elvis. I don't think you could get past Bruno Mars to see Michael Jackson. My, my supposition is they would have to cast an unknown. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, somebody that you've never heard of. Maybe somebody you. Somebody that can capture the essence. I do still have a glittery glove. <laughs> I mean, I got part of the wardrobe already. I got a glittery glove. Just one, not two, because you only need one uh-huh. <laughs> if you're trying to play Michael Jackson. So I hadn't considered it, Sam, but pretty good suggestion. I'll take it under advisement. I'll let my agent know if they if they call. Maybe they'll contact you. If they call, we'll at least entertain, we'll at least entertain an early offer. How about that? Got to get to a break. We'll come back, finish it up for the morning here on In the Know. MB's point to ponder for today. What fashion trend are you very happy that we said good riddance to? Mm-hmm. I'll go ahead and start since I've had a little bit of a head start on this. The jackets with shoulder pads with the oh, angled yeah. shoulders. Like in the 80s, there was a mm-hmm. period where your shoulders were much wider in your jacket and there were shoulder pads and they went out and they had 90 degree turns and then cut back in. Yeah, that's a good one. And so mm-hmm. that was one that I thought that always looked kind of dumb on both both genders, both men and women that looked super dumb. And can, can we say one that needs to go away? Does that work? Sure, go ahead. I mean, just, and I know this is probably not popular, but I don't like the vintage clothing and all of that look. You don't like that no. look? It does remind me of... It, no, it just... It, it kicks just nostalgia doesn't. in for me. I go, well, yeah. Yeah, I see, I guess I don't have nostalgia for it. Because <laughs> no. I obviously was... No, because you're almost brand new. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I, would you know it's know. vintage if someone didn't tell you? Huh? You know the look I'm talking. Oh, I, uh, I, I certainly know the uh-huh. look. I'm asking you, since yes. you're seeing it with fresh eyes. Uh-huh. If someone just said, hey, uh-huh. look what I'm wearing, would you know it uh-huh. was vintage? I don't know. Because they I were could... even making, like, oh, fake yes. vintage, where it's, like, new clothes, but they're vintage. Mm-hmm. Do you yeah. remember the nylon tracksuits? Mm-hmm. Yes, that everybody wore. The, the Sopranos? That, that would be, like, the 80s, I guess. I would be more like 90s. 90s? Early 90s yeah. tracksuits. Okay. Yeah, everybody was wrong yeah. with jer- tracksuits? Jersey no, shorts. No, you don't understand. E- These are the old school E.E. E. McGee tracks. rocks a tracksuit for every game. That's a totally game. different tracksuit yeah. that I'm, I'm referring to. I also despise high-waisted jeans. Like, yeah. I hate high-waisted for jeans. For yourself or to look at just on in somebody else? Both. Just in general. I just I just think they look dumb. Interesting. I've been contemplating a pair. Hmm. Well, you do you. I'm gonna I usually like, do. I'm going like, <laughs> to <I'm gonna> like <laughs> them on you. But. If you if I came in one day and you were wearing a pair of high-waisted jeans, I'd probably get a little concerned. Him? Yeah. Yes. Oh, yeah, me too. Yeah. Yeah. Because well, they'd probably yeah. be high waters. Well, yeah, probably be that too. Um, any others that we need to get rid of? I don't think so. Fashion? I mean, I don't want a tight roll, but now my jeans are tapered, so. Yeah. Not a huge fan of bell bottoms because I have really skinny mm-hmm. legs. So, like, I look 
What about boots with a fur? <laughs> now my snow boots with fur, I, I'm, I'm down with. Are we out on? Uh, by the way, are we out on holy jeans? We've gone through this cycle where no, no, those are still be, those are still very much. But in. should we give those up? Like, are we well, ready to? Well, some I mean, of I, them that I've seen, there is less jeans than uh, it's just holes. Yeah, it's just all holes. I'm officially at an it's age like where your jeans, jeans get holes in them. It's time for uh, new jeans. Uh-huh. You know, I'm like, like I'm not. That's not what I'm. That's not a. A destination I'm trying to get to is when it happens. I go, well, uh-huh. need new jeans. On TV tonight, uh, today, that 90s show is premiering on Netflix. So imagine that 70s show, but 20 years mm-hmm. later, it is premiering on Netflix today. On ABC tonight, Celebrity Jeopardy, and on Fox, Hades Kitchen. Gordon Ramsay. I wonder if I can get down with the 90s show. Hmm. I saw you, a preview, and it, it seems like it's focused more on new characters than... It is. Yeah. It's I not, mean, Red Red and Kitty Red come back. Red and Kitty. <gasps> a new Kitty. I could They're back. Yes, oh, yeah, I love But Red it's and less Kitty. like Ashton Kutcher and Mila Kunis and more about their kids. Well, there's also that one guy they had to Well, yeah, he's not there. Him. Yeah, Tof- he's, Topher? Is his name Topher? No, Topher's the TikTok kid, I think. Oh. Isn't he? Today's highlight in history. I, I didn't realize this happened in... Not, well, I realized this happened. I didn't realize both these things happened. Today in 1953, CBS TV aired the widely watched episode of I Love Lucy in which Lucy Ricardo, played by Lucille Ball, gave birth to little Ricky. Mm-hmm. First birth on television. Okay. Or, wow. So, well, you know, you see what I'm saying. They just didn't yeah. show that type of thing on TV. But that same day, Lucille Ball actually gave birth to Desi Arnaz Jr. Mm-hmm. So the same day that her television, the episode <laughs> aired of her giving birth, she actually gave birth to Desi. Well, that's great timing. I thought that was that was neat. Birthdays today: Shelley Fabre is seventy nine. Dolly Parton is seventy seven today. Hello, Dolly. Paula Dean is seventy six. Desi Arnaz Jr. is seventy. Actor uh, Katie Segal, Peg Bundy is sixty nine today. Shane Wayans is 52. Frank Caliendo is 49. Jody Sweeten is 41. Stephanie Tanner. Stephanie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, Mayor Pete is 41 today. I mean, it makes sense that it's Dolly Parton and the Colonel birthday on the same day. I, absolutely. Happy birthday, Colonel. Both iconic ladies. Uh-huh. Gone but not forgotten. Robert E. Lee, born in 1807. Edgar Allan Poe in 1809. Gene Stapleton in 1923. Phil Everly in 1939, Janis Joplin in 1943. There you go, Janis wow. Joplin. I mean, that's two pretty iconic. I mean, Janis Joplin and Dolly. <laughs> Waiting on a train. Edgar Allan Poe. Find some. Yeah. Mm. Really? Let's turn some. You're in trouble with your let, mother. Let's turn some birds loose on Dennis Cook. Because <laughs> of Edgar Allan Poe? <laughs> yeah, he wrote the birds. Raven, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, quote the raven. Never uh-huh. sick a big raven on Dennis on Yukon. Something's up with my chart topper. It's Thursday, right? Just kick it. Uh, it oh, gave us trouble yesterday oh, too. You don't know what you've been missing. 1958, the crickets fronted by Buddy Holly. Old boy. See that you for me. Let's move forward to 1967. 
some of the selections included Paul Revere and the Raiders with Good Thing. Buck Owens was number one with Where Does the Good Times Go? Where Does the Good Times Go? That's the actual name of the song. Okay. And Aaron Neville was number one with Tell It Like It Is. Where Does the Good Times Go? No one ever took Buck Owens for a English savant. But didn't he have some people around him to say, it's not where does. Mm-hmm. Well, it don't sound as good. You got to talk like, you got to talk like Buck Owens, right? Scene saw. Uh-huh. For sale. <laughs> <laughs> that one may bother me most. What? For sale. Oh, I've seen it. That kills me. Ohio players love roller coaster number one in 76. Let's go to the 80s. 1985, the world couldn't believe that a soap opera star could be a successful music artist. Jack Wagner was number one. All I Need, number one, this date in 85. 94, Mariah Carey, hero. Christina Aguilera, beautiful in 03. The one that got away, Katy Perry in 12. And two years ago today, The weekend was number one with Blinding Lights. Getting ready for the Super Bowl. Getting ready for the Super Bowl, that's right. MB's Pearl of Wisdom for today said, deserve your dream. Deserve your dream. MB's Pearl of Wisdom for today. Remember, God loves you and I do too. If you don't know Jesus, let me know and I'll introduce you. Look forward to seeing you back here tomorrow for another edition of our show. For Sam Gormley, for Beej, I'm MB, and now you're in the know.